you can still you can still show up to the customer's job site in a clean, ugly vehicle. It's one thing for it to be clean and, and, and ugly as far as like rust and stuff. It's another thing to show up dirty and ugly, right? Um, so it's it's not so much about how you look. It is how you act, how you carry yourself. And I'll tell you one thing. The second a customer calls you, the second you answer that phone, they're already judging how they're going to, how, how, how the relationship is going to be. Welcome back to the Detailing Business Class Podcast, where you'll learn proven tactics and strategies on sales, marketing, and operations to grow your business. I'm your host, Oscar Gill, and my goal is to elevate you as a detailer and business owner to the next level. Whether you're just starting or you're in the growth phase and you want to keep on leveling up, this episode is perfect for you because we're going to cover some limiting beliefs that's holding you back from going to that next step or next phase in your business. And if you want to see a full training on how we've been able to grow our business up to $10,000 per month, then go to detailclass.com or click the link in the description box or in the show notes, and you can sign up for the free training where I'll cover the process, the journey that I went through of when I started my business, the mistakes that I made, how I went from a struggling detailer to a booked out detailer, and a lot more information. Go to detailclass.com. Let's go ahead and get started with this episode. Welcome back to a new podcast episode. Today, we're going to actually answer a uh, comment or a D- I think it was like a DM or email that I received from an individual that wants to start their business, but there's quite a bit of things that's stopping him of starting because he deems it as unprofessional or it's not right or it's not good enough. So here is the exact, I think it was an email that he sent over. He says, um... I could have removed this part, but I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and leave it in there. Uh, your content is amazing and your spirit is infectious. Thank you. Uh, I am planning on getting my truck fixed and licensed, but I'm concerned about the appearance of my truck. Right? That's one. Uh, the rocker panels are rusted out, and I'm afraid that when someone sees my truck, they will turn me down before I get a chance to start since who wants someone else whose vehicle doesn't look good to work on their vehicle. Okay, that's two. Um, I haven't even tried to put my name out there. My parents and in-laws know I am wanting to start my business and they are already, they are the only ones who know that I am wanting to do the detailing other than one friend of mine. I have a monster-sized wet bag and I feel like that's too big, three. But that might be my ignorance to actually going out there and doing it. All right, so if you've been a listener or a watcher, a detail group for any length of time, you know that I do not like not starting. I don't think there's ever a time where you shouldn't start, even though you're not fully ready. So on this one, we'll do a quick little breakdown. And obviously, this is great for anyone that's looking to start their business or not even not actually I retract that statement. It is good for anyone this episode that has some form of limiting belief that they can't do something. And when I mean limiting belief, I mean let's say you're at 10,000 and you want to get to 20,000 and you're saying, oh no, but I don't think I could do that because I don't have a big enough van. I don't have enough employees. I don't have enough time. Those are limiting beliefs, right? If you if you are at a 1,500 square foot shop and you want to get to a 5,000 square foot shop, you might be saying, no, 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 what? that's too big. I don't need that much space. No, that, that's too expensive. Those are all limiting beliefs, right? You can say excuses, but those are limiting beliefs. So hopefully this one kind of helps you eradicate or dissolve some of those limiting beliefs. Um, and it just really comes down to your mental mentality, right? As far as what do you want to accomplish and how do you want your story to be written, basically, right? Um, because a lot of times, I mean, we put these like, these, the, 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 we put this box around us 
that no one else is putting other than ourselves mentally because we say, oh, no, well, it, it's not supposed to be like that or it can't happen because this didn't happen. And it's just like we we always talk about the haters and the the trolls and people that want to put us down and the people that don't want us to succeed. I need to split down. I'm going to start all over. Damn it. <clears throat> Not over. We always want to talk about the people that are the haters or the trolls or that, you know, they don't want to see us succeed or, you know, that we're not going to do things. But then most of the time, the biggest haters, the biggest people that, that hold us down, that don't let us push forward and to, and to move to the next level is ourselves. Right, because we tell ourselves these things of like, oh, no, I, I can't do that until this or I, I shouldn't do that until this or maybe once I get this, I'll go do that. And it is our own selves, our own little mental noggin here that we say, oh, well, no, you can't do that yet. But the why? Well, because of this. But why not? Right. A lot of things that we that we do or don't want to do is strictly due to the fact that we are scared ourselves or we are are, are more worried of what someone else is going to think and how that's going to affect us. And I kid you Nine out of ten times, you care a lot more than what someone else thinks, right? Like, let's say someone, like, let's say you're running outside, super generic uh, uh, scenario. Let's say you're running outside, and you trip. You trip in front of a group of five people, right? You will, you will dramatize that event so much bigger and higher, and will think about that for the rest of the day and feel embarrassed and feel whatever. Those people will might be like, oh, dang, for like two seconds and then never remember you again, right? So oftentimes with almost anything, you yourself dramatize and exaggerate, exa- extra, what's that word when you like make something a lot bigger? <laughs> when, uh, you, you'll make that a, a, a much bigger event because you think that everyone else cares about what you just did, but no one cares as much as you do. Right, so let's break down this comments or email DM. I don't know. Okay, so uh, first, um, I'm planning on getting my truck. Uh, okay, my truck, but I'm concerned about the appearance of my truck. Okay, so boom, with that one, I started back in 2011 when I was 17. I had a mop head of hair. I was very small, smaller than what I am now. I think back then in 2011, I was like 100 and maybe like 120 pounds, small. Um, 17. Uh, my vehicle was a 2003 Toyota Matrix XRS. Um, at some point, it had a carbon fiber hood. The paint was shipping. It had uh, a, a set of aftermarket wheels. It was dropped. Every wheel was a different color. And that's, you know, from for a few years, that's how I was doing all my mobile detailing in that vehicle. Not a lot of space. Um, not quality ride. I didn't look professional. I had an exhaust on it. Um, so in, in all accounts, exactly what this guy said is what my vehicle had. Um, so that one already, yeah, not a big deal, right? What, in the ideal world, doesn't make sense to, like, go and get a truck or, like, a dedicated work truck or a dedicated mobile van and, like, have your full setup there and look professional? Yeah, but look, this isn't an ideal world. This is your world that you and, and, and you're going to do with, with what you can with what you have. And if all you have is a truck with a little bit of rust on there, it's all good. So the rock, yeah, he said the rocker panels are rusted out, and I'm afraid... Then when someone sees my truck, it will turn me down. Okay, so on this one, it's it. Okay, so let's now flip that scenario. Let's say now that you have a 2022, uh, whatever, uh, Ford Transit, right? Professional looking van. It's wrapped. You are coming out in a uniform with a hat 
all with, with, with your logo. All right. And you go and you talk to the customer. Does that mean because you have the van and the uniform and you look more professional, does that automatically from the very get go, does that give the customer a great experience? Yes or no? Absolutely not. It does not. Right. It does not matter to a degree. Um, you can still look professional and that customer can still have a terrible customer experience, not want to do business with you and not recommend you to anyone. You can have a rusted truck, not have, not have a uniform, and that customer have the best customer experience and recommend you to their friends and family. What is the difference between those two? It's not how you present yourself. It is how you act. It's how you carry yourself, right? It's not how you look. It's how you act, right? You can still have a rusted truck. I mean, wash it and, like, do what you can, right? Dress the tires, clean the glass. Don't pull up in, like, a dirty vehicle. But nonetheless... Like you, you can still you can still show up to the to customer's job site in a clean, ugly vehicle. It's one thing for it to be clean and, and, and ugly as far as like rust and stuff. It's another thing to show up dirty and ugly, right? Um, so it's it's not so much about how you look. It is how you act, how you carry yourself. And I'll tell you one thing. The second a customer calls you, the second you answer that phone, they're already judging how they're going to, how the, how how the relationship is going to be, meaning if you answer right, let's say you have the van, you have the your van is wrapped, you you have the uniform. Someone calls you and you answer the phone like this. This is Oscar. The customer's like, oh hey hey, is is this uh Oscar Mobile Detailing? Yeah, how can I help you? Terrible experience. They're gonna be like, yeah, not this guy. That dude sounds like a lazy person that does not want to talk to me. Versus you have your truck that's rusted. Someone calls you and you're like, this is Oscar with Oscar Mobile Detailing. How may I help you? Completely different experience, right? From the very second that they answer the phone, they're like, whoa, okay, this person actually cares. This person has is, is enthusiastic. This person wants my business. This person wants to hear what I have to say. Two different things that has nothing to do with the truck. And I kid you not, you can still have a great van. It's trapped. Your uniform, you look snazzy. And they can still have a terrible customer experience. So don't, uh, like the song says, don't fret. Don't fret. Um, all right, so let's go on here. Uh, next one is, uh, oh, this other one here is like, I haven't even tried to, okay, that's fine here. Um, the other one here is saying that uh, he has a monster-sized uh, wet vac. Uh, wet vac. Um, so I remember this one because I actually also started with this vacuum as well. It's like a 16-gallon, like, ginormous vacuum. And, when I, and this is when I was in my Matrix and I remember I'd go do mobile jobs and I'd carry this ginormous vacuum. I'd take it out. And it's like, yeah, it, it was like, it's way too big. Like, it's, it's kind of overkill. Again, you care more about what others think versus what those other people are thinking about you. If anyone is, e- is even thinking about you, you know? Um, so this is like a no factor. And like, if, if, if you want a smaller vacuum, you could go on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace and buy like a $40 little handheld uh, 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 rigid vacuum or buy a new one from Home Depot or Lowe's for like 80 bucks or on Amazon, like the cheapest ones you can find is still going to be way smaller. So like this one is a no factor because you can easily go purchase another one, right? Uh, and like a used one, an old used one that's so smaller that will free up some space in your trunk um, because that that's a pretty large one to carry. Like it, it eats up a lot of space. It's a little cumbersome to get out um, and it just kind of, little bit of hassle to work with, which I would recommend getting a smaller vacuum. 
But again, even that, like, not a big deal. It, it's a vacuum. Like, you get to start, right? And the thing, uh, the, uh, the common thing that you'll find with this example, with many examples, is that once they solve that one thing, another thing is going gonna, is gonna to pop up that's, oh, well, what about that now? Well, what about that now? So, for instance, you might say, oh, well, my, my, um, my, my truck has rust. I, I, I don't want rust on it. Okay, like, abracadabra, boom, I fix your rust. Oh, well, I mean, shouldn't I get a wrap now? Because, uh, you know, I, I want it to look professional. Okay, abracadabra, van wrap now. Okay, great. And then you're like, uh, but, but but now what what about my vacuum? It's too big. I, I it's kind of embarrassing. Okay, abracadabra, bro, boom, smaller vacuum. Okay, thanks. Well, I, I don't have a generator now, and I, and I don't want to hook it to, to the to the customer's power and water. All right, fine, abracadabra, boom, generator. Okay, great, thank you. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not trained or certified, and I want to make sure I give my customers the best experience. Can I get some training? Okay, abracadabra, boom, train. You will always find something else that you need, or something else that. Oh, whoa, wait, wait. But that one other thing, please, you know, like that's what happens. And that's what like that's just like a natural thing that will happen. Right. I, my, my the thing I always like to say is like for every one solution, five other problems will come about. Right. For every one solution, five other problems. So right now you're saying, oh, well, the rust, you remove the rust. It's going to be something else. You wrap the van. It's going to be something else. You um, get the vacuum. It's going to be something else. You get the generator. It's going to be something else. You get the full setup. It's going to be something else. So you have to be okay with the more important part. Again, whether you're just starting, whether you want to go from 10,000 to 20,000, whether you want to go from 1,500 to 3,000 square foot shop, regardless of whatever that is, you have to be confident in yourself. It is your own, like, don't look at anyone else. Look at yourself and ask yourself, why are you scared to do this one thing? What's going to happen if you do this? Right? More often than not, things don't go as planned as you thought they would, right? And when that happens, you have to pivot, change, do something to make it work. I mean, that's literally everyone. Like, that's that's just how it goes, right? Like, you think this one thing's going to work. You're planning for this thing. It happens. It didn't go as, as you planned. Okay, like you have to pivot. It's going to suck for a while. You might have to do, I, I don't know what it's going to look like for you. But that's literally everyone, right? Um, so if you're, if you're looking to start, yeah, go start. Get rid of these limiting beliefs that you need this or you need that. Now, don't get me wrong. That's like the starting phase, right? Like after a while, like, yeah, you want more tools, better products, whatever. whatever. Like, of course, I'm saying like in this specific scenario, it, it's it's like because you want to start. Like you can go start. You can start on the weekend. You can start one day a month. You can work on your days off. You can work in the afternoon. You can like whatever you think you can or that's stopping you. It's most likely just made up in your head and you're becoming your own critic that doesn't let you start. And yeah, there's people on social media that'll talk mess, that'll that'll try to clown on you, that say, "Oh, this, this, is that, whatever." Like w- one of the one of the comments that I really can't stand is when someone says, "Well, there's a spe- specific comment, but I can't remember what it said." But one of the biggest things that I dislike, that I can't stand actually, is when someone that's already started, that already has their business. And they'll make a statement of, hey, if you can't afford a generator when you get started, you shouldn't start your business. Hey, if you can't afford quality tools and products to start your business, you shouldn't start. That is like one of the most arrogant, ignorant things that I can hear from someone because everyone just wants a better life. Everyone that wants to start their business is trying to strive for something bigger. So when I hear someone or or, or read someone say like, hey, uh, if you can't afford a generator, buddy, th- this isn't the business for you. 
shut up. Like, no, everyone's going to start somewhere differently, right? When I started back in 2011, when I was 17 years old, I didn't, I couldn't afford that, right? I, I didn't know what I was doing. And just as so many others were like, you don't know their circumstances. You don't know where they're coming from. And it's like, wherever you are and whatever that you're doing, that is you. That is your that that is your start, starting point, right? Some other people might be able to afford a generator and a full van. Hey, more power to you. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm glad you're able to start with more resources. That's fantastic. Many others simply are in that situation, right? Whether it's due to a many factor of reasons, but it's like everyone is going to be able to start in their own situation. And for someone to say like, "Oh, buddy, you, sh- you shouldn't do that if you don't have a generator," it's like, shut up, dude. Like, go home. You know, like go eat some macaroni and cheese or something. Um, so yeah, wherever you are and whatever that you're doing, whatever you have, that is enough to keep on moving forward. And once you keep on moving forward and you push those boundaries and you level up, well, that's when you can start to, I don't know, spend some more resources to eradicate or fix or whatever, whatever to whatever situation or problem that, 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 that you had. Um, let me see if there's anything else that I need to go over. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, and all in all, if you're just starting and you have some qualms about starting, my best advice is just start. I'll end it right here. Uh, if you want to see the full training, again, go to detailclass.com or just click the link in the show notes or the description box to watch the full training on how we grew our business to $10,000 per month. Thank you very much. And I'll see you. On, oh, I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Detailing Business Class podcast. Please leave a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify as that greatly helps the show. If you're ready to start your detailing business, head on over to detailgroove.co and download your free guides.